Welcome to Imperium International College Spotify channel. Wisdom is power. Hi everyone, Imperium Spotify is back in session. With the number of cases on the rise, we hope that you are staying safe and well. Today, we have a very special guest speaking about her experience as a doctor at Emergency and Trauma Department, Hospital Sultana Amina Johor Bahru. Warm welcome, Dr. Joanne Hung. It is a pleasure having you on board the Imperium podcast. Thanks for doing this, given your hectic schedule. Hi, everyone. Thank you for the invitations and the very kind introductions uh, by Melvin. I hope everyone is well. Thanks, Dr. Joanne. All right, listeners, there's no doubt that over the last year, our frontliners have been working hard to keep us safe at a huge cost to their physical and mental health and well-being. Some paid with their lives in the service of their fellow beings. They deserve our eternal gratitude. Theirs is a debt we cannot repay. They are the unsung heroes, including the general practitioners and all other healthcare workers. Sometimes they are on duty seven days a week in quarantine and handling critical patients with a professional approach and cheerful disposition. I can go on the whole day and our list of gratitude will not stop. So without further ado, Jumping into our first question, Dr. Joanne. With the Malaysian healthcare system working around the clock, many frontliners, especially from the emergency departments, are pulling long hours in order to curb the virus from spreading further. As an emergency practitioner yourself, how many hours on average do you put in to help the affected during this pandemic and how are you holding up? Okay, um, coming from the hospital that I'm working in, Hospital Satana Amina Johor Bahru, it is a tertiary hospital and uh, a major referral hospital from the uh, southern side. So um, I average work um, about 10 to 12 hours per shift. And if, let's say, we're doing active call, there will be a, a 12 to 16 hour shift. So um, if we're going to talk about how long the patient is going to stay with us in the emergency department, especially when there's a capacity search, mm -hmm. I will uh, uh, say that it's about one to two days period. I see. Okay. Yes. So uh, with the long hours, as mentioned earlier, how are you holding up? How, how do you um, ensure that you get enough rest? Okay, so from the beginning until now, I'll say since 2019, um, end of 2019 until current, uh, uh, um, current period, I think um, I'm holding up pretty, pretty well as a, a personal experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I have a really, really good team uh, in emergency department as well as the multidisciplinary uh, team that I work with, for example, the intensive care unit, the anesthesiologist, the, um, you know, uh, as well as our uh, ID team, the infectious disease team. So I guess um, as a personal, uh, uh, as my personal uh, experience, as well as my, uh, uh, how should I put it, my emotional, as well as my physical uh, capability to cope with the situations currently, I think I'm holding up quite, uh, quite well. All right, that's, that's good news. That's great. Um, I believe having a, a good team plays an important role in getting the job done. Precisely. All right, moving on to our next question. From your first-hand experience, do you think the public is aware about the sacrifice and tireless efforts by our frontliners? 
I believe that the public has received um, tremendous uh, uh, information from the either social media or even from uh, uh, from their close colleagues or even from their friends, family members mm-hmm. who are the healthcare worker uh, who are healthcare worker on from the healthcare settings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're aware, but just that at the ground zero, they might not see the whole pictures as how we experience. Understand. They might actually see the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. but uh, at ground zero, of course, there are things that we don't normally share in a very detailed manner uh, over the social media Understand. due to the uh, private and confidential uh, confidentiality uh, policy. Understand. Yeah, yeah, I believe that is that is very true and. Um, just speaking on this topic, I believe like some public, um, apparently they shared photographs of what happened in uh, the Klang Hospital, which I believe was not right. But uh, I agree with you. Um, you know what happens in Ground Zero should only stay between um, the medical professionals and not uh, the general public. Yes. Okay. Mm, speaking of this, is there a cu- is there currently a lack of manpower and supplies in hospitals? What can the public do to help? Okay. Um. This is uh, an aspect of a crisis resource management, especially when dealing with uh, uh, a disaster. I won't even call it. Uh, 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 it, it is everyone's problem. Is it is uh, everyone's responsibility, both mm-hmm. social as well as the hospital holding up a responsibility mm-hmm. uh, in managing uh, situations where there is a crisis resource management uh, problems. So, uh, in terms of manpower. I'll be um, telling you frankly, we do not have enough uh, manpower as always mm-hmm. because of the uh, search of the uh, cases they were receiving every day, yep. especially since um, uh, early this month uh, till now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess uh, each of my healthcare workers are working in the emergency department. They have to carry on, uh, uh, carry out with the two shifts. Uh, a period per day uh, mm-hmm. that put them into 16 hours of shift or even sometimes 20 hours of shift. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would not say it's enough. I wouldn't say it's adequate, but we're coping well uh, in terms of, you know, everyone just want to get a job done and then, uh, you know, do our best. Uh, and let's say in terms of uh, resources, definitely we are pretty short mm-hmm. uh, from from the medications, from the oxygen, as you know, and of course, beds, even sometimes structures are not enough to put the patients on and we have to have canvas bed, mm-hmm. we have to have a backup uh, uh, equipment. It's not enough, but um, where we are, we have. are trying to cope with whatever we have and just to achieve an optimal outcomes and uh, patient's care if we could. I see. I yeah. understand. So basically what the public can do to help is to stay safe, to stay at home, um, reduce movements, do not be, um, do not contribute to the numbers which are increasing every day, I guess. Yeah, and most importantly, of course, uh, of course to get the you know, immunizations and the vaccinations uh, are done, you know, rather be against it or, you know, very reluctant to actually take them. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking, uh, of, the vaccine, to, speaking yeah. of the vaccine, do you have any advice for Malaysians who are afraid of taking the vaccine for various reasons? So I guess every situation in life, there is a risk and benefits uh, uh, um, uh, in in every situations that we are, are encountering or you know if we are facing. Mm-hmm. So 
if I'm going to put it into that contact, you know, whether the risk ratio is actually higher than the benefits, I would definitely go for benefits because we want to actually have a community that is all vaccinated and immunized uh, in order to have the herd immunity and uh, curb the situations and get through the hard times uh, together, you know, as a, as, a, as a whole nation. Correct. So again, uh, Malaysians are told that we will have to learn to live with the virus around us. Uh, what is your take on advice on this? We have to, and we have to, we have to do it well. We have to learn it well, and we have to just uh, continue adapting to the uh, new norm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I I don't know what is the future going to uh, hold, but um, this is what we are heading. Uh, this is what we are heading, and we are, are facing now. So I, I guess, I guess um, eventually, everyone just have to leave the virus. Correct. Correct. It's probably going to be just another flu, uh, similar like the flu virus. We'll just mm-hmm, have to take the mm-hmm. necessary precautions and things like that. Okay, um, that is about all the time we have today. Huge thanks to you, Dr. Joanne, for the great inputs and insights. We wish you all the best. Before we wrap up, do you have anything else to add? Um, no, I just want everyone to play the social responsibility. You know, stay home, stay safe. Uh, if you have already have uh, your immunizations or vaccinations done, please abide to the SOP still uh, that is instituted by the government. And um, thank you again for the invitations and your time as well. Thank you. No problem, Dr. Joanne. All right, listeners, if you have any questions for me or for Dr. Joanne, do reach out to us on our socials, Imperium College on Instagram and IICKL Malaysia, and we will address them in the next episode. Till then, take care and stay safe.